Our next guests are the co-hosts of the very popular radio program entitled The Big Show. The Big Show. This is The Big Show. They call me Hollywood. Here come The Big Show. Big Show. show. Ladies and gentlemen, The Big Show. It's The Big Show. Is everybody ready? Thirsty, thirsty, Thursday. Thirsty Thursday. Happy Thursday. Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. tell you this, Gordon, Hans is already ruined watching football for me. I am not going to allow him to get me into watching wrestling. I'm not going to do it. It is the big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone, broadcasting live from our Carrier Zone studios here at Vivint Arena. Eric Jensen filling in for Austin, producing today. How's it going, Gordon? I'm doing well. Thank you, Jake. I appreciate it. You know, I used to be a normal watching football until I met Hans, and now I just watch the stupid line the whole game. Well, and it's, it's good. Just it's because I, I've watched so many football games with him over the years that I've known him that I just, I like, it, it, it honestly has sucked some of the enjoyment out of the game for me. I imagine doing the show with me has probably sucked the enjoyment out of it for you because I have educated you about quarterback play. <laughs> have you? And, uh, and you don't seem to listen. Do you argue with Hans too? Oh yeah, Hans hates when I fill in with him because I argue with him. You should. Listen, we got into a, 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 a more infamous brawl over James Harden one time. <laughs> I look. I like to argue, and I don't mind conflict, uh, verbal conflict. But I hear from people all the time. What's what's the matter with Jake? Why is he so argumentative all the time? You know, and 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 I say, oh, he's. It's nothing personal. He's just, you know, irritated because he didn't get enough sleep last night or something like that. You know, what but. do all the all the people that you talk to and then you <laughs> you you pass along the message are critical of me? <laughs> because why why is that? Why 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 know. is that strangely I, you know, that everybody really comes up to story. you personally and uh, everything's my my problem? Uh, but I I would hope you would tell these folks that uh, I I'm a critical thinker. And uh, that I don't, uh, you know, that I like to uh, challenge Argue the narrative. For argument's sake. I like to do that too. <laughs> you know, this stems back. I, I don't know how far it goes back. I don't know if it goes back to your high school debate team stuff or whether you were born this way. I don't know. Well, probably a little bit of both. What would your mom say? Because uh, I trust her. She encouraged it. <laughs> she encouraged you to. To be a to be a critical thinker, yes. I yes mean, yeah, okay. What's yeah. wrong with critical right. thinking? But what about the, you know, the sort of contentious way you go about your business? And sometimes it's just contrarian. Uh, maybe, but earlier who, in my career, people accused me of being this way, and I have mellowed with my, uh-huh. you know, when I hit when I hit the uh, this eighties, <laughs> then I I really started yeah, to, yeah. to be a little more reasonable. But you you are still. In those younger now, years where everything is a, 
everything's a brawl. Well, here's the thing is, and you end up being the uh, kind of downside of this particular opinion, but because you have to talk to me every day. But what gives you the right to be right, Gordon? <laughs> Who well, it's, crowned, a, it's a burden, really. Who yeah, crowned I mean, it's, you it's, king? It's, it's, it's a crown I carry. No, and and I, I I think this often throughout my life, but you just happen to <laughs> you just happen to be sitting across from me. Uh, I think Naz and I could have one heck of a conversation. What gives her the right to be right? Uh, brain power. Eh. <laughs> Overrated. <laughs> no, bring me the facts. Bring me a bring me a solid argument, which she often does. Yeah, but here's the problem. Uh, you view truth as though it is absolutely relative as opposed to being truth is truth. According to you. Again, what gives you the right to be right? <laughs> it's a, Like I said, it's a burden I carry. You think <laughs> so, it's easy being right all the time? It's not, it's not easy. It's a, probably a lot more fun to be wrong. It's also not possible. So if you think you're right all the time, that's probably <laughs> another problem. Wrong. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anyway. Then you've got probably a whole new set of issues. That's why when I think we both make the jokes about being right all the time, I don't think either one of us means it. Are you uh, – I made the mistake once of not asking you how you were doing. <laughs> you asked me how I was doing. That was so. that was uh, uh, after a particularly stressful weekend of mine <laughs> that I had been talking to you about for like weeks leading up to it. And I neglected to say, Jake, how are you? Yeah, I couldn't even get that out of you. And then when I begged you to let me let me talk to you about it, begged you, you still managed to to make it about you digging in your aunt's front garden with a spoon or something, <laughs> begging That's you. That's not the story. But yeah, I, I that led to an interesting segment. So you having a good day? <laughs> sure. Yeah, having uh, having a great day. I have to ask you one personal question. Then we have lots of sports to talk about, and we get that. But we're, we like to have fun too. How to go with the youngins last night? Because I know you were on your own. Oh, okay. Yeah, you know what? It it was interesting, but uh, not smooth per se. But are you getting better? No, oh, I'm fine. I like I can get through it. Hey, it just I, I had grumpy baby, and juggling grumpy baby and paying attention to four year old is a bit of a challenge. But I got through it. The 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 problem really happened when four year old's favorite stuffed animal got left at school. Oh, that's not good. No. So it led to a lot of sobbing. <laughs> and, and there's nothing that I can do. So it's just like, well, you I guess you're I guess you're sobbing yourself to sleep because I've 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 offered to replace, I've offered to sing songs and read stories and you know what? You're just going to have to lie there and and sob yourself to sleep. You know what uh, and it sounds like you may have tried this, but next time maybe gather everyone together and head over to the store and buy something new. Oh, that wasn't happening. Why? What do you mean? Why the baby had just gone to sleep? I'm not. Uh, I'm not putting both children into the car after her bedtime to drive to a store to buy her something new. What? What precedent am I setting there? Uh, you're you're saying that you're there to uh, to wipe her tears and to fix her problem. Right. Yeah. That's that's See, not the message I'm looking. Th that's not the message I'm looking you to can't send say here to a four year old. Well, you left it at, at uh, you left it there, so you're you're on your own. Now let that be a lesson to you. Oh She's yeah, four years old. That's exactly basically what I did. I softened the language a little bit, but yeah, okay. it's like well, you know, if you're going to take unicorn to school, better make sure unicorn makes it home. 
Uh, yeah, but she's four. Or if it doesn't make it home, then we can find something else to do. But eventually you're going to have to come to grips with it and go to sleep. Yeah, yes, but, but, that's... Yeah, but here, here's what you're missing. It's not like just a toy. It's her snuggle buddy. You know, it's what it's it's it, what's calm, what calms her down, what makes her feel at ease and ready to go to sleep. And so in that particular case, it might have been good to go ahead and to make an exception to your stingy rules. Nope. Not uh, that. You know what? That thought never even crossed my mind. Not for she's one second. She's not a second. teenager, Jake. No, she's got to learn some lessons. And you know what? If Unicorn were that important, then Unicorn would have come home from school. Now, wouldn't it? Kids forget sometimes, Jake. Okay. Live with it. Well, <laughs> you know, it, life is full of lessons. You are one tough mother. Hey, I was nice about it. I, I said, I, I, I will get you blankets. I will get you another stuffed animal. I will do I will do whatever. I will make this as easy for you as possible. And, and, and it just it. wasn't getting through. So at that point, it's like, okay, we'll try to close your eyes. She went through, I think, an entire box of tissues. But <laughs> at, at what point is it? Is it like, I, I certainly was not driving to any store to replace anything. She's already got more stuffed animals that she doesn't pay attention to. That she knows what to do with. Ah, uh, well, okay. I I see your point on that. But 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 I don't know. If anybody has any parenting advice for Jake, uh, and and for, you know we all can learn. But the thing is, I'm not complaining. We got through it. We got through it. She <laughs> fell asleep. A box of yeah, she fell asleep. And you know what? Bet you a million dollars, unicorn makes it home from preschool or from uh, daycare today. <laughs> are you? Are you? Uh, were you able to, uh, once she fell asleep, you could pretty much, uh, you know, watch sports or, 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 or do whatever you wanted? No, you know what I did, Gordon? I'm telling you this because you uh, are the one person alive who has a wife that enjoys folding laundry, as I ended up folding a lot of laundry. Did you really? Yeah. And, and I did all of the dishes, the unloading, the loading. And, Gordon, when you have a, uh, a newborn, you know, there's a lot of hand washing to do, too. I did all of that. Oh, good for you. Yeah, buddy. I, uh, wow, no, I, I bet Nancy was impressed. Kick back and watch home. anything. No, she didn't even hardly notice. Oh, that hurts. That's fine. She does. You that. compliment her she when she uh, when she yeah, does that. So fine. Great. All right. Anyway, I'm glad you survived. Yeah, it was fine. Why do I feel like I'm sitting on a toadstool? I don't know, but you do not like those chairs, do you? Look at me. I feel like I'm like. <laughs> we'll we'll pull out the wallet. And and uh, do I have to go buy go down, my own chair. Go down to the warehouse. Do any and, of these chairs work? I'm 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 fine, but I, I'm not a complainer. Yeah, but you your chair works. Your yesterday you said to me you said I said this chair isn't functioning properly, and you said whatever you do don't take mine. Right, because I'm used to this one. This is mine, man. <laughs> You're used to it because it's a normal chair. It's not. I am really. sitting on a toadstool. I feel like I'm in a fairy tale over here. You know, Gordon, there are nine, I feel like Snow White or whatever. There are nine chairs in this room right now. And none of them work except for yours. That's not true. This chair has its faults, but I'm used to them. <laughs> okay. All right. You want to get down to Is this to where we wanted to start? I think we should get down to business. Should we, should we talk about uh, camps getting underway? I or we, we should. Do you want to talk college football? All right. Yeah. We, we do have uh, a lot to do on the show today. Jay Drew, our good friend from the Deseret News, covers BYU, is going to join us at the top of the 3 o'clock hour. Thurl, Big T, Bailey will join us at 4, and we'll get to uh, what's going on coming up at 5 o'clock, the Not Sports Report <clears throat> at 
Always a pleasure. No, it's, Jay, it's not always. Do you, you think Jay should change the spelling of his last name to J R U E? No, I just for the alliteration, you know, with the J. And, oh, okay, never mind. It's always good to have Jay on. He's a veteran. He knows his business, and he's been doing it a long, long time. And I like guys who have doing have been covering sports here for a long, long time. But at the same time, just advocated that he should change the spelling of his name. Well, you know, I, the J and the J, you don't think that would work? I mean, I, I can barely put together what you're even saying. If, if you if you could uh, change your name. I wouldn't. If you could change your name, what name would you like to go by? Gus. <laughs> That's a good name. I like that one. In honor of Hans's dog? No, no, I didn't think of Hans's dog. Do you just dog. like the name Gus? Yeah, I just thought of a. Would you go? Would you go Augustus and then shorten it to Gus? Probably. What about you? I like I like the Bernard. Name. No, I like the name. Oh, I gotta tell you a funny story. Francois. I won't tell you a funny story about that. Uh, I like the name uh, Arnold. How about Hank? My father-in-law's name was Hank. It was Henry, and people called him Hank. I like that. That's All a right. good one. Okay, good times. Eric, you got a name that you would prefer to be called by? Let's get to the split story. I agree. Let's get to the split story. Go ahead there, Eric. Good answer. Two guys, two topics, two, two, two. two opinions. Two. Utah, give me two. This is the split story of the day on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Uh, we think that we need to do a better job throwing the ball this year. That's that's one of our uh, objectives. Now, you know, we're not going to drop back and throw it 60 times, but we need to be more productive, have more, uh, and be more efficient in the throw game. Coach Witt uh, from camp that's underway at the University of Utah and BYU. Split story of the day brought to you by Sound Sleep Medical. Do you snore at night? Are you currently using a CPAP machine to treat sleep apnea? Sound Sleep Medical can improve your life. Visit soundsleepmedical.com. You know what I'm doing right now? What? I am giving Kyle Whittingham a big old high five. What do you bet me you could find those exact same comments before <laughs> camp? Every Ten single year. Every single year. I like to hear what he's saying. I mean, I've been an advocate of that for a long, long time. You, not so much. But me, yes. I think that that is the thing. I think the Utes, two things. The Utes program is really good now. And... The caliber of athletes they have is top drawer, Pac-12 style. If they can get around to getting that pass situation taken care of, they will be an absolute monster team because they play defense and they run the ball effectively. Throw, Add that throw into it, and you got – and usually your kicking game is good, your special teams are good. You're good to go. You're good to win a Pac-12 championship. That's what they have to do in order to accomplish their goal. What quarterback at the University of Utah over the past, the Pac-12 era, was capable of doing that but was held back? I, I think almost all of them could have done it better had they been given a little more free hand. I don't know about that. 
You think Travis Wilson was a dynamic passer? I think and he, was could, just held he could back? have been. He could have been better than he was. I believe. And I, I think as soon as Tyler Huntley was a capable passer, they did pass more his senior yeah, they, year. They did. I don't think that they held him back. Troy Williams, his his year, he threw deep more than any other uh, quarterback in the league. So I mean, I don't know. I don't know, Gordon, chicken and the egg, right? That's where that's where this all comes back from. But but go back know. over the past decade and look at where the Utes have ranked in passing stats. I, okay, the but but you and have they to are have always at the bottom or near the bottom. You have to have a quarterback who can throw. You have to have well, a quarterback who can one. make the passes. Okay, that's that's easy to say. Well, get one. That's a lot easier to say. Well, than this do. is this is how you get one. You go into a living room and you say. Player X, Player X's mom, we are going to throw the football. We are going to emphasize that. It may not be, like he said there in that clip, it may not be 60-40, uh, but we are going to emphasize throwing the football. And we're going to do it pro-style so that your your kid will be prepared for an NFL career. Then Ohio State comes to that same kid and says, come here, and you're going to make a million dollars from day one. Well, I don't – And I know, on top of to all – the same guy Ohio State's On top after. of all that other stuff that you just said. They got Clark Phillips. But the, he, he was going to Ohio State. Position players are different. <laughs> position players are different. Until you prove. Quarterbacks. Look what we, look what we can do at our program. And, you know uh, – Alex Smith and Scotty Mitchell, those guys were a long time ago. Yeah, and Brian Johnson, and they were few. They were kind of far between too. I mean, you do you really the think thing, that yet, Utah is incapable of reeling in a top drawer quarterback? They've got a couple of good ones supposedly coming in, but I mean, do you, do you think that well, there is a fundamental flaw in Utah's approach to quarterback recruitment? It's not necessarily an approach thing either. It's what can you recruit to a specific program and to a, 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 a specific coach. But but listen, you look at good quarterback, good quarterback playing college football is is a lot harder to find than just get out there and sling it. Well, there I sure mean, are a lot of schools that get quality quarterbacks. Yeah, because those schools are an advantage to recruit those quality quarterbacks well, that everybody wants to, to recruit. Now, you look at Utah, who's had Scott Mitchell, Alex Smith, Brian Johnson. Who else do you want to throw in uh, uh, quarterback-wise for dynamic play? Anybody else you want to include? Do you want well, to put Tyler, Tyler Huntley in there? in the NFL. Uh, okay. Well, he, he was accurate his senior year. Fine. That's four quarterbacks over – when was Mitchell there? 86, 87? It was a long time ago. So how many years is that? Don't do math on the air, but it's a long time. And you've had four guys. And one of them's arguable, in my opinion. And, you know, Brian Johnson maybe is a little bit different. One of them was the top pick in the draft, and one of them played in the NFL forever with Scott Mitchell. Okay. But what in between all those, what have you had every single year at the University of Utah? Every single year. A good running back. A baller running back. Because you can recruit running backs to Utah. They've proven it over and over and but over again. But if you can again. recruit so good why, running backs, why can't you recruit a good quarterback? Different position requiring know, a different skill set. <sighs> and in way more high demand. Where would you rather go? If, if you heard Kyle Whittingham say what he said when we come into this segment, 
Where would you rather play, Washington State or Utah? If I'm a quarterback, yeah, Washington State's got I mean, a lot better record. But Utah's gonna gonna compete for championships. Okay, but I mean, think Washington. It's a terrific school. It's not Pullman. I, I would. Why, wanna... why? Why are you picking Washington State? I mean, they've been okay at the quarterback position. Because they've just I'm been, picking they've a had school a... that passes the football. But that's but... a leech. That's a leech system. And how much did? How many conference championships did Leach win? I don't know. Zero. He never <laughs> even got close. Well, that's what you're Witt, making my Witt argument. has gotten a lot closer than Leach ever did. You're making my yeah, argument for Witt's me. Yeah, what Witt's doing is just fine. Run the ball. Oh, man. Take C. You, uh, yeah, here's, here's the problem that you're suffering from. If you were General Motors and you were selling X million cars a year, you would sit back and be satisfied with X million cars a year. But if Toyota is selling 4 million cars a year, then I want to compete with Toyota. See, I want to sell 4 million cars a year. I'm not going to sit back and be satisfied with what I've done in the past. Yeah, but here's the thing. You know what General Motors makes money on? Trucks. So why would <laughs> they try to – why, why would, they, why would they say, you know what, we're going to stop making trucks and we're just going to make – what is Toyota the best at? I, Mid, not, like, mid-sized I'm, sedans? Wait, I'm not saying. There, well, you Jake, can't out Toyota Toyota. Jake, You'd be am, foolish. Jake, you make the trucks. Jake, That's where the bread's buttered. I am, Let's get Brent on the phone and ask him this question. He works for GA. Jake, he works for it, Chevy. It, it's so freaking short-sighted. It's your not. Approach. It is. Just because you can make a good truck doesn't mean you can't make a good other kind of car. I mean, the, the Corvette is a pretty nice car. What would happen? If Chevy stopped making trucks, I don't know. General Motors would be no more. That's what they do. I they only make have trucks. One yeah, but just because they're making trucks doesn't mean they can't make sweet so other you're vehicles. Telling, you're telling Wit, hey, stop making the trucks. I'm saying go and ahead start and start making, making more the, sedans. I'm saying, even make, though make, you don't, you suck at making sedans. It's not an either or. It can, you can do both. Not really. Yes, you can. Because there are only so many plays on a football field. Uh, yeah, this, so no, uh, you can't. Jake, Jake, Jake. I, I mean, every play you pass it, I, you're not running it, and you have to you have to figure out what balance works best. I got it, but you at can no do point both. this isn't Kentucky Fried Chicken. You do one thing and you do one thing well. Even you when, can do two things well. Even when Alex Smith was the quarterback at Utah, they still ran the ball more than they threw it. Even when they had the number well, he one ran pick it in twelve the times a game himself, they still ran it more than they threw it. They were a run team because they're Utah, because they get baller running backs. It's what they do. I, You know what? Out of the what four-person room uh, that Utah is a running back right now, I, I have no idea who it's going to be, but one of those dudes is going to be a baller. Kyle I, I assure you. comment on that. We have that sound. One of I those think, Eric, dudes. I want to play that. That, that is he, – he sounds pretty uh, upbeat about his running back One of situation. those backs can run like the wind, and every time Jake Bentley is throwing it, Ty Jordan didn't run in it. I, I understand that, Jake, but what you are failing to see is the fact that the threat of being able to pass the ball and to attack all quadrants of the field accentuates the run game. It doesn't hurt it. Okay. And what you fail to understand is you can't magically make Joe Montana walk through no, the door. But how many, how many, how many, you can make one, Travis how many, Wilson how walk many through the door. number one picks have the Utes had at running back? And one at quarterback. I got gotcha. you. They did it at quarterback. Was that because and they can do it again. of some 
magic uh, they decided to throw the ball more, or is that because they got extraordinarily lucky with an under-recruited quarterback that turned out to be awesome, who, by the way, the coaching staff didn't even identify in the first place as the starting quarterback. For all the infallible Urban Meyer people out there that he could do no wrong, he, he had the number one pick in the draft in his quarterback room, and he picked someone else. <laughs> Who got hurt. someone else. I understand that. I understand. And you remember the running backs that they had on those teams? Ballers! Yes. Jake, you are making my argument for me. You can have a great running team and have great pass attack as well. You can do both. It's not an either-or, and I don't know why that's so difficult for you to comprehend because you argue with me every time we talk about it. Because you're so wrong about this. It's amazing. uh, Who thinks I'm wrong? Who thinks I'm wrong? Hey, maybe this Charlie Brewer guy can really sling it, and they will have their next Brian Johnson, Alex Smith, whatever. And and when that day comes, and, we'll and, see how it goes. And if they do but, that, then the Utes will be able to win a championship. If they have the same kind of defense they've had, and they've had the same kind of athletes in the program, if they if they get the passing game to 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 work at an efficient, uh, crisp uh, level, where a quarterback isn't freaked out every time he drops back because oh no, what if I throw an interception? I'm going to get benched. Uh, you've got to cultivate that, and it's okay to throw the football even when you can run it. It is okay. And for you, you criticize USC for throwing the football. You think they should do student body left, student body right. I think you can do both. And it, I think it is the single thing holding the Utes well, back from a conference championship. Well, doing both is not what USC is trying to do, so let's not conflate that argument. <laughs> Because that's well, not they, the offensive they, coordinator they, that they, they hired. Do, they do want to run it. So, But I, I think the Utes can do both. I think the, the quality of that football program is at a place now where they can recruit good athletes at quarterback. And I, I think that's what they're doing. Uh, but somehow that mentality from Kyle Whittingham has to bleed through the entire program that it's okay to throw the ball. And don't be overly, don't hammer the quarterback to the point where they're afraid to throw it, or they throw it five yards where nobody can catch it out of reach because they're afraid of a turnover. No quarterback can really function well with that threat over their head. And it's, I think it's been too, that has been, that threat has been present with the Utes for too long. Okay. I'm going to simplify my argument this way. I would never make the argument or advocate for Zach Moss to get the ball less. It doesn't seem like a good idea. But, okay, and my argument is this. He, even if he got the ball less, he may gain more yards because there's a greater threat from the passing game. Okay, there you have it, folks. Jake and I have illustrated where we're coming from on that. Who's right and who's wrong? Okay. And would you ever be willing to change your mind? See, this is the problem. We have these educational conversations, and you never change your mind. Because giving the ball to Zach Moss less is crazy. But but he can gain more yards. But sometimes uh, less is more. But you know, I don't know. He might be averaging 15 yards a carry if you've got a passing game. 
and maybe uh, some 14-year-old kid will break his arm somewhere, and the way that it's positioned in the cast will cause the kid to throw the ball at 100 miles an hour, and he'll get noticed at a Chicago Cubs game, and next thing you know, rookie of the year is born. I mean, what do you mean? All I know is that Zach Moss was an incredible football player who won a lot of football games, and I'm not going to say give him the ball less. I'm not going to do that because Utah can recruit running backs. They will. I will say it this way. But the Utes will always be limited until they can do exactly what Kyle Whittingham said as we were coming in. Can we play that again? I want to hear that just one more time. What Kyle Whittingham said. We're so said. over. We can't I know, play it. I, 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 no, just we'll let play me hear it later. Let me Let's hear the man it speak. Later. Let fine. me just hear what he said He's one said it more before time. every camp but for uh, the last decade. So maybe, maybe he means it this time. <laughs> Nick Saban, James, maybe Kyle can. Nick Saban's coaching Alabama. Why do you keep putting the Utah football program down? Like there's some that kind of not Alabama some kind of group. putting them down. No, but yeah, <laughs> you're, you're essentially saying that they're not good enough to do it, and they are good enough. Oh. All right, exhale. We'll uh, we'll have more. Stubborn man. You are you. you oh, you are. are you are something. Stubborn man. Something else. All right. More next. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This is The Big Show with Jake Scott and Gordon Monson, presented by Big O Tires, with the lowest price on every tire every day. With no credit needed financing options available, Big O Tires, the team you trust. It's The Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 of the zone. Band of the day today is Led Zeppelin, selected by... Eric, who's filling in for Austin today, and brought to you by Live Nation Concerts. Buy concert tickets and get the latest tour news and artist insight at LiveNation.com. Also want to remind you the 60 and 60 uh, is going on. Join uh, Hans and Scotty every day at 1.30 as they announce another member of the top 60 players in the state of Utah as they count you down to the start of the college football season. It's the top 60 and 60 presented by Cypress Credit Union and Icon only here on the Zone Sports Network. Uh, we talked Utah camp in the last segment. Gordon, should we hear from Coach Satake? Yeah, let's uh, do that. And talk a little BYU here. Jay Drew is also going to be on the show at the top of the 3 o'clock hour, so stay tuned for that. But uh, BYU camp is going, and let's hear from the coach. What was your impressions of offense on day one? How did they look for second camp team? Oh, I'm going to say what everybody always says. got to watch more film and see it. But uh, uh, my – my general feel from from practice, just coming out off of it, is that uh, I really like how the players work during the off season, and uh, they took uh, care of themselves, got themselves ready. I mean, you can see that they look like they're in shape and they run well, and uh, I kind of like the way that they've performed with the PRPs. Things are a lot clean, cleaner than I've seen, but still have a lot of work to do, a lot more install, a lot of things to go. But 
offensively, defensively, special teams. I was, I was really pleased with day one practice, mostly because I'm, for me as a head coach, I'm, I'm gauging it on effort and um, you know the how clean things are run. I'm not looking at, at who's making what plays. I'll, I'll do that right now after we're done here. But uh, for the most part, really, really excited about what I saw today. I don't know the details of it all, but I know that we're working. I mean, it's really important for us to get on the field, and, and uh, we've done a great job as a program and as a department working with our sports medicine department last year to get on the field, and we're continuing to do that now. Uh, I'm not going to go into the details of it all. I just know that it's important to educate our players and to work well with the sports medicine department in order to get our guys on the field and and uh, keep the community safe. So that's that's what we're committed to do, and a lot of that has to do with education and uh, letting them know what's happening daily in, in concerns with COVID and the Delta variant, things like that. With education, have, have, has the program, have you guys brought in medical experts to maybe educate the players in regards to the, the vaccine? Yeah, and we've been communicating really well with them from the sports medicine department, but also uh, from our, um, you know, from our administration, from Tom all the way down. And I think it's important to educate the players, but also the staff. And so it's been, it's gone really well. What about your coaching staff vaccination rate? Can you share that with us? No, I'm not going to share that. I, 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 it's the same thing. The coaches need the education just like the players do. All, all of us do, right? So uh, that's more a question for Tom Homo, and I know it's really important. I'm, I'm concerned about the well-being of everyone, and so, uh, but that's not my expertise. My expertise is to try to get these guys in position, try to get to the game, you know, and that means. Uh, looking at the protocols and policies and working with the people that, that are, are in charge and have the expertise in that in that field. What makes a, a good day one uh, practice to start things off? What, what do you feel was some highlights? Well, for me, it's to see what they did in the offseason and how it paid off. And uh, I mean, there's a lot of big plays made today, but uh, I needed to see you know, certain guys if they got bigger, you know, and yeah. Uh, they got stronger, and for a lot of others, if they got healthy. And so um, that was nice for me, encouraging to see the amount of guys that are out there making plays and uh, the camaraderie and the connection that our players have with each other. Was there any sort of energy shift knowing that you guys do actually have an opponent for game one and this day one of football Yeah, we've had, we've had a, I mean, I don't think uh, we're lacking energy on our, on our sideline or on our team. And it always helps to have the players that uh, they just love football. They've been looking forward to this day for a long time, you know. And so you're right. Just have, I think having the uh, goal that we know that we're going to be playing somewhere uh, September 4th. We're going to be playing against, in Vegas against Arizona. Um, that, that's, a, that's a good – last year we were concerned about if we were going to be playing or who, right. And so now um, it's kind of going back to being – things back to normal. Um, but – I just I don't think this team and I don't think I, I can probably speak for everyone and in general I don't think there's a lot of the, the pandemic was really hard but I don't think we're going to take a lot of things for granted anymore I think this is a a new shift in in how we conduct our lives and 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 how we live it. Talking to a couple of your players, it, it seemed like they were really eager to build on what you guys did last year. Do you, do you sense kind of that eagerness to to progress and build on last year from? what you're seeing on the practice field and what you're seeing off the practice field. Yeah, and I think you said they're eager to do it. I think they're, yeah, they're anxious. They want to get out there. They want to, I mean, you can see what, what how much could take place in a year, improvement. I mean, 
Zach went from really not being known in, in the football world to the second pick in the NFL draft and starting quarterback right now. So um, that's exciting that these guys know him and they've been here with him for the last few years and seen the progress that he's made and they've seen the commitment that he's had, especially in the last year. And so a lot of them are, are understanding that it could be done. And so that, that's, that's something that's encouraging to them. They can see what happened with Dax and others. And so the, I think there's, a, this, there's eagerness to be the, the next one up. So, so was there anyone at practice today that you felt made a big jump that you weren't really expecting over the offseason? I don't know. I'm not gonna. I don't know if I can name one. Ryan Rico booted the crap out of the ball today, a lot. So, but I hope to never see him on the field. <laughs> you had a lot of position battles uh, beyond, beyond just simply the quarterback spot. Uh, in practices without pads, how much can really be gained from in, in determining those battles in these practices before pads go on? Yeah, I mean, the guys had to learn how to work together and work against each other um, and, and we don't have the pads on yet, but uh, there's there's plenty of f the physical part of the game still. I mean, they, they, they're still really physical. They just don't have the shoulder pads on to really help or even get more physical and aggressive, but uh, the guys are still banging bodies. They're still competing. You, you can't tell the difference between a, a DB and a receiver playing one-on-one -on -one and in coverage whether they have pads on or not, they're still going live. And so you're still seeing a lot of the competitive elements to it. Um, I, I just like that, that our, our guys can learn how to be physical, but also be smart and know how to take care of each other. And that's NFL teams are doing it too. We have to learn how to, how to work together and how to, how to practice together. And that means um, knowing when to hold off and when to go uh, you know, with the tempo, when, when, when we can be 100% uh, aggressive and physical. There's Coach Sataki as uh, BYU camp opens today. Love Kalani. Love him. But he was playing dodgeball with a lot of yeah, those questions. There wasn't a ton of substance there. Uh, I would agree. Yeah, and on the one hand, he knows a lot more than he's saying. You know? He knows who looked good off the, coming off the offseason. I mean, he knows those things. He knows what the vaccination percentage rate is among his players and coaches. He knows that. Why not? Why not say it? He doesn't have to. Well, I guess you don't have to say anything. But I, you know, he said that's not his area of expertise. But everybody knows. <laughs> I mean, you and I struggle at math, but I think we can figure out percentages. Not often. Um, well, he knows what they are, is what I'm saying. Yeah, but he doesn't feel the need to share them. Well, I'll give Kyle credit because he shared them. Yeah. But I, I, you know, I don't think uh, he was going to tip his hand really on on everything. You know what I wish wish you say you wish uh, he would mention who had a good day and is performing well. I, I wish it were the opposite. I wish coaches would just roast their. <laughs> Bob was really loafing it out there. Well, they can do that too. Bill well, booted about twelve passes. I'm a, about to what, cut what's, Derek. <laughs> what's the matter with saying nice things too? That's not juicy. I want the I want the negative. It's easy to say, ah, oh, Gordon played real real well out there today, but I want the public like shaming of, wow, Gordon stunk it Why up today. Why would you want that? What what is wrong with you? <laughs> I might be kind of interesting. Actually, yeah, but, I know. But but, uh, but I have no problem with him saying, man, somebody out there. 
really did impress me. I'm not. I, look, Kalani doesn't want to give too much credit because he doesn't. He wants to keep his players motivated, and he doesn't want to sing the praises too much, and he doesn't want to divulge information. <laughs> so I mean, it's this is it's this dance that goes on. I love Kalani Sitake. I mean, I, I I've known him for years. I really like him, but what did we learn out of that interview? Uh, nothing. <laughs> Jay Drew is going to be on the show. <laughs> Top of the three o'clock hour. Stay tuned for that. Coming up next, uh, Gordon, I want to bring up uh, the latest with Urban Meyer to you. Cause I, I, you and I both kind of wondered how his act was going to go on the mm-hmm. next level. Uh, well, I, I got a story for you. I'm curious okay. to your reaction. All right. And we get to that coming up next. And we'll play the rest of Kyle Whittingham later on too. We will. We'll get, he said, he actually answered some questions. <laughs> More Big Show next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This is The Big Show with Jake Scott and Gordon Monson, presented by Big O Tires, with the lowest price on every tire every day, with no credit needed financing options available. Big O Tires, the team you trust. It's The Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. want to remind you about our friends at Homie. Finally, the way real estate should be, full service, local agents, and you will save thousands. Excuse me, homie, a better way to buy or sell. Uh, you want to give away some tickets real quick here, Gordon? Love to. Uh, Summer League continues on tomorrow. Last day of action tomorrow here at Vivint Arena. Uh, the white team for the Jazz will be playing the blue team. You could be here in this building for both games, actually, if you're the 12th caller right now. Uh, 855-340-ZONE, caller number 12, 855-340-ZONE. And if uh, if you want to come down yourself, uh, you can check out seats, uh, just 12 bucks. Uh, start as uh, low as $12 in the lower bowl um, to see uh, this, the final day of Summer League, slcsummerleague.com, slcsummerleague.com. All right, Gordon, you ready for this Urban Meyer story real quick? I am. Okay, so you and I are familiar with Urban. It was early in my career, but I, I covered his Ute teams. You You certainly did, obviously. Urban liar comes to mind, but and your your jokes about Shell Bell, but oh, that that's uh, aside. But we know what type of coach he was in college. I mean, he, he stern, he cut half the team his first day. Tough guy, like yeah. you know, mind games like really kissing the upperclassmen's butt, and the lowerclassmen he'd treat them like a drill sergeant. Like we <laughs> we we heard it all, and I kind of wonder how the act is going to go in the NFL. And I, my, I don't think it's going to go well, but we'll see. How about this story, Gordon? All right, this is from Pro Football Talk. Meyer has employed one-on-one drills with an eye toward using the results for giving out jobs. They're, uh, they're calling it Winners and Losers Day, and Wednesday was the first one. For example, tight ends Tim Tebow and Chris Manhart squared off in a special teams blocking drill. The winner of each round had his name blared over a loudspeaker. Ultimately, they went two to two without a tiebreaker, so there's no winner or loser there, which is ironic, I guess. But here's what Urban said, quote, A big roster is going to go to a small roster, and I think to be fair to players, we all have so much respect 
uh, this uh, this is a way guys make a living. I don't believe in subjectivity. I believe in what's your record. Every man's got a record. What is it? You are what your record is. If you lose, uh, if you lose a lot, but you have a lot of potential, that's not real good. Just over the course of my career, I can give you an example after example of players who maybe they're a little, little slow, but they just never lose. Unquote. All right. I don't have a big problem with that. You? Okay. Well. Let's ignore the fact that it's pretty ridiculous to retain or cut somebody based on one day of drills. Well, but but, but that's let's, not happening. It's it's more but in the long run. That whole opinion is ridiculous. It is a head coach's entire job to be subjective. That's that is but that he, is but, job but, but, but what number saying, one. What he's saying so, is he doesn't want to be biased. Based on some reputation, he wants to see for himself. You okay? I don't care if the and I'm not familiar enough with the Jaguars uh, 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 roster here, but let's say the the Pro Bowl linebacker could lose every darn drill, <laughs> and that Pro Bowl linebacker is still going to play and is certainly not going to get cut. So don't pretend like there's the that you're entirely you're putting subjectivity on hold because you're not if for no other reason then yeah the the total number of the contract is going to matter when uh, making all right. those decisions but all, all right. subjectivity but you, you are know. you're taking it to the extreme case if you have pro bowlers on your team then you know you have pro bowlers on your team and that is pretty well established but i think he's talking to some of the others I don't see. I, I just He's trying don't. to get them to earn their positions. Yeah, whatever. This isn't going to go over well in the NFL. Uh, yeah, it's, maybe it's not. It's pay me in the NFL. That's the thing. <laughs> you have to get. You know why was Phil Jackson brilliant? Because he got all those unique personalities who did not have to listen to him to listen to him and pull in the same direction. By by having winners and losers day, but you know, know your good players are rolling their eyes at best. Uh, maybe, but I mean, every coach we heard Kalani Sataki say similar things at BYU that he did, wasn't going to predetermine who was going to get what but, playing privilege based on some sort of leftover thing from some prior time. He wanted guys, especially those who were up and coming. To prove themselves to get on the field. Okay. Well, the point is, is does Urban's act that worked in college, the Mussolini Act, <laughs> how does that go over it's a in the NFL? Extreme, I'd say. I mean, Mussolini ended up uh, upside down at the end of a rope. The the totalitarian act. How will that go over in the NFL? Uh, I can see why it would ruffle some feathers. And yeah. the the mm-hmm. golden boy Tim Tebow manages to tie his. Hmm. You think he's being bailed out? Hmm. You think you think that, that Urban is a hypocrite? I think I think that Tim tied it up at two, and all of a sudden Urban was like, "Well, no tiebreakers. <laughs> nope, no tiebreakers. It's a tie, everyone. It's a tie." Well, let me say it this way, Jake. I agree with you in this regard. If Urban is phony in what he's putting forth to the team and to the public. The players are going to call him out on Well, it. that's automatically phony. And you know what that is? That's but, but something that a college I, team would swallow. I understand that. But, but he, a pro team is going to go, okay, coach. But he might be trying to open up the door, give opportunity to players who may not have had an opportunity before, and that could motivate them to work harder. No? 
I just think it's your job to be subjective. That's like the entire point. But he's talking about an evaluating talent. He, when he said subjective, I think he was talking about being having his mind made up prior to. No, he's, what he's doing is he's talking in motivational cliches. Yeah, but there could be some truth to it. Could there? Yeah, in some cases. Uh, again, you can't go straight to the, the extreme where you got some five-time pro bowler over there and you're going to subject him to the same thing you're subjecting the rookie to over here. Uh, it, but but if you have a, a situation where you have a couple of guys who are vying for uh, a position uh, and at, at some level or no, another uh, and you have they have an opportunity to show what they got on the field and to keep a little score of that, I, I, I think that might be all right. If the second-round draft pick lost every drill, that second-round draft pick's still playing because of the subjectivity of whoever drafted that second-round pick. So let's Maybe. not pretend like those things don't matter. That's what I'm saying. It's, this is a false statement right off the top. <laughs> In some cases, maybe so. In other cases, maybe not. It's obviously a motivational ploy, but I, if I'm a player trying to prove myself, I want to hear that. Okay. I want to know that I have a chance, that, that uh, the decision hasn't been made. So if the decision's been made, then why should I even try? I'd be asking myself the same thing. <laughs> I don't know. I do agree with you. Winners and losers day. This will determine who we keep. No, it won't. Well, maybe he's talking about on down the roster. Listen, in the NFL, you're not looking for Rudy. You're looking for Lawrence Taylor. Uh like I said, I think he's talking about the back end. Of the, I'm, of I'm the, sorry, of the Lawrence. Roster. You you lost a couple of drills today, so we're pumping you down to third string. You, I know you hear, you're the greatest to ever you, do it. Did you but, hear what I said? He's probably addressing on down the roster, not at the top of the roster. But he said, I don't believe in subjectivity. Don't you? <laughs> That's your job. It's your whole job. Maybe he picked the wrong word. Maybe he could have said, I, I believe in giving everybody a fair shot. Would that have been okay? Urban would have cut Rudy on day one. <laughs> you know that for a fact. All right, stay tuned. Uh, Jay Drew is going to join us next. It's a big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.